If you're a regular listener of this show, you probably know what a pizza consultant is. Maybe you've heard of Anthony Falco, one of the more notable pizzeria consultants. Maybe on Instagram, you follow Marco Fuso, one of the consultants over there in the UK who teaches Canoto style. In essence, they're kind of like teachers. And as a teacher, they help educate, they solve problems, generally in a specific topic or niche, and in this case, pizza, because they're there to solve problems and, and really speed the process up along. They get paid for it, handsomely, for their time. Today, we talk with Alistair, known on Instagram as Al the Pizza Buddha. We talk to him about the moments and experiences that led up to him being a pizzeria consultant and the type of projects that he's worked on, the types of problems he helps pizzeria operators solve. Maybe by the end of this episode, you can answer a couple questions. One, is being a pizza consultant something I could do? And two, do I need a pizza consultant for my business? Of course, we'll talk dough, we'll talk pizza, and all of that great stuff. Welcome to the What's Good Dough podcast. I'm your host, Idriff. On this show, we talk to the pizza community, including the innovators, the risk takers, and the game changers who are pushing the boundaries of pizza. Whether you're a seasoned pizza business owner or you're just starting out on your journey, we've got something for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And remember to always ask, what's good dough? Welcome to the What's Good Dough podcast and get ready to level up. But before we continue with the show, I want to introduce you to my two show sponsors, Uni Pizza Ovens and Cordo Olive Oil. Let's start with Uni. They are the number one pizza oven company in the world with the best community there is. Because of their ovens, I have made some of the most amazing pizzas. From round pies to squares, I'm able to get to temperatures of up to 900 degrees, allowing me to cook the pizzas of my dreams. If you're looking to grow your pizza business, buying an uni makes sense. My past guest Ryan of Sanctuary Pizza has a mobile catering company powered by uni. These powerful ovens are efficient, lightweight, and can be used almost anywhere. Whether you take pizza seriously like me or want to run a pizza operation like Ryan, uni is the choice for you. Use the link in the show notes and join the uni community. My second show sponsor is Cordo Olive Oil. At first, I didn't believe that olive oil mattered. It wasn't until I got educated and learned about the difference between commodity oil and Cordo's fresh squeezed olive oil that I ditched the supermarket stuff. Today, I only use Cordo Olive Oil when it comes to making my dough and even doing a post-baked drizzle. Mm. I have even made some amazing pesto with it. Oh my goodness. Cordo's high quality olive oil does really elevate anything it touches. My buddy Chris, who runs a slice of New Jersey, just switched over to Cordo. Not only is he getting quality, but he ended up saving money by switching over too. If you're still unsure of the difference, pizza operators can sign up for a free olive oil tasting. Use the link in the show notes to learn more. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my show sponsors and supporting this show. If you listened to the last interview I put out with Santa Barbara Baker, you know that I'm trying out a few new things on this podcast. I did have a few people reach out. 
and I've gotten some mixed reviews. So I encourage you to continue providing me that feedback. There's going to be an anonymous survey in the show notes so that you can let me know, or feel free to just tell me straight up. I'm a huge advocate for people just being super honest with the truth. That way, we can continue to improve. So let's get to the episode. I'm with Al, the pizza Buddha. And unlike my other interviews, I'm actually with him in person. We're talking at one of the concepts that he helped start, Acre Pizza. And like many of the interviews that I do, I start by asking him, what's good dough? You know, it comes down to like, you know, long fermentation, respect to the ingredient, but also old school technique on how we make up the pizzas, right? I call this like coal fire inspired pizza is what I think we're doing here with electric ovens. I think it's like, you know, guys that are doing pizza like this, where you're using high hydration dough, artisan flour, organic flour, we're using polishes here. We're using all of those techniques to create this really bougie dough. You know, if there's a better term for it. In the bread world, you know, us pizza guys, we're like artisans out, bougies in. It's like bougie dough. And you look at it now, these pizzerias these days, like even us at Acre, we are all paying homage to guys like Defara. We're all paying homage to pizza places like Frank Pepe's in, you know, New Haven, Connecticut with these high heat ovens and high hydration doughs minimal top pizzas they're super easy to eat that's kind of what i think is good amazing pizza at the end of the day i started in college got my degree in entrepreneurial studies minored in finance and travel machine management wanted to work at john hancock financial wanted to be a stockbroker love the movie wall street love boiler room i was like holy shit how do i be vin diesel i was like how do i become a stockbroker driving lamborghinis live in new york city here i am guam boy I worked at a pizza place called Boston's North End Pizza. They were building a new location. I had an opportunity to buy one. So back then, to get into a pizza place, it's like, you know, I think of it now, it's like, you know, 20 years ago, to open a pizza place used to cost 125K. It'd be like 125K, you're gonna open a pizza place. Buy the oven, buy the walking, get a mixer, you're gonna be open. Nowadays, it's with all the bougie finishings, it's quarter million, half a million dollars, million dollars to build a pizza place now. So I think back then it was a no frills type build out, 125,000, I got out of college, put in a business loan, first Hawaiian bank, got approved, co-signed with my parents, boom, we're in business. I'm making pizza, Boston style pizza. We were a franchisee, the guy was selling us dough balls. There was no franchisee, like Quiznos, or here's your contract, okay, we're gonna take over. His franchise fee is a super Italian way, super East Coast way. Your dough balls are $5. Okay, so my dough <laughs> wow. balls $5, okay. In that $5 includes your franchise fee and whatever our royalties for you having that name. Okay, $5. So years into it, you know, I'm going in pizza, I'm learning about this dough and I'm buying these dough balls from him. I've been to Expo, I go, oh wow, look, there's a mixer and you can mix dough. I go, I know bread. And I, I talked to people in the industry and I was a, I was a young blood in this game. I was like, it's Pizza Expo. And they're like, wait, you're paying $5 for a dough ball? What's wrong with you? Yeah. It's like, yeah, this guy, it's his franchise fee, but it's, you gotta have it. 
yeah, you got to get out of that. So <laughs> how did you get I out started, of it? You know, I started following, I started YouTubing shit. Oh yeah. YouTube was like, and it wasn't YouTubing Brad. It was YouTubing Jeffrey Hamelman from King Arthur Flowers, mixing bread in his artisan bread factory. Um, but they were mixing in this romantic bakery and his assistant baker there. They're using these spiral mixers. And I was like, that's it. That's what I got to get is a spiral mixer. These guys are doing large batches of bread. So I- What of, year was this? This is, I'd say 20 years ago, 2007, 2008. Okay. Jeffrey Hamelman just wrote the book, first edition number one called Bread. Bread came out. And there's actually multiple bread editions that have come after. The original one, you can't find it anymore on Amazon. It was bread number one. And the original recipes in that book are some of the best country bread, sourdoughs, country levans, like old school baker's percentage techniques, super easy to read, clean recipes. That spawned me going, okay, making pizza dough isn't one cup of sugar, one cup of salt, this amount of yeast and that much water, it's percentages. I was like, okay, you gotta understand this math. You know what's interesting to me is that like, I think the people listening to this podcast, I wanna say 95% of them perhaps started making their own dough first versus outsourcing it. Right. But what's crazy to me is that when I'm in Facebook groups and it's majority like the old school owners, they're like learning dough for the first time in 2022. Right. And I'm just thinking like, whoa, this is wild. Like, it's just a complete like shift in thinking. Right, people learn the business first and then they learn pizza, whereas people listening here learn pizza than the business. Right, I mean, and now I think it's it's because you've got to level up, you know? I mean, you know, the, the pizza world and learning about hydration and now, and you go to Expo, it's all seminars, and a lot of guys like, that I consult is like, hey, I'm gonna give you, by the time I leave your pizzeria, you're gonna understand Baker's percentages through a So much so that I'm gonna give you a calculator that I've devised, it's, it's a simple Excel formula that basically, you know, you go in there, all your baker's percentage are in there, you wanna be a scientist one day and tweak with your salt content or you saw some, oh, that guy's using 3% salt, let me try. You put in 3% salt, it everything spits out and all the formulas give you everything you need to do. Expo's gonna be crazy this year, I think, with the amount of new guys in this business that wanna open pizza places after the pandemic. The amount of DMs I get from people who want to open pizza places right now. How many? It's insane. Uh, it's at least five to 10 a week of guys who are either reaching out. Last week I had a guy reach out who wants to open 10 pizza places in Dubai. And they're just, they own restaurants out there. They're doing something else and they want to make this shift. They're seeing what we're doing in America in New York City on the Barada and all these super Instagram, you know, it's it's crazy what people want to open right now. Um, down to guys who have pizza places, to your point earlier, is like, I, I have a client who I've been working with right now in Chicago, and he's been in business for 15 years. Solid pizza place, doing banger business, but just wants to level up his game, doesn't know anything about baker's percentages anything about plating guides, you know, is working with grande, but probably isn't maximizing his grande, if there's a way to put that right, you know. The guys out there who buy these ingredients, but don't really know how to use them, you know, and if that's... How can someone better use grande? 
Uh, it's, it, you know, it's not just people buy Grande because, oh, this is the best cheese. And Grande does a good job selling it going, oh yeah, you could use less cheese. But if your foundation is not solid and me as a bread guy, dough guy, it's all about the crust. Your job as a consultant is to teach them new techniques and then give them ways, ideas. ideas. Yeah. Maybe go back to your first client, like that first, who was your first client? How did they say, ah, eh, this guy kind of knows what he's talking about. Maybe I'll hire him. My first actually was this, Acre Pizza. And Steve had met me at Peter Reinhardt's bread class at Central Millen. I was a student, just fun. So I've been to it, because I love Peter Reinhardt and I followed all his bread, bread classes, the Baker's Apprentice, all of that shit. I was like, dude, this guy's a man. The, you know, the, the, the school and the, the Wales University, I was like, he's a scientist, you gotta follow him. And I went to the class because Central Milling always had these and I was always doing the baguettes and I would just go to learn, you know, it's like, it's like jujitsu. You go to, go to a different dojo, you're going to learn a different technique. Sure. Off of someone, you and know? so you meet this guy in the class and I then meet him in the class and he's like, Hey, I own a couple coffee shops in Sonoma County. You seem to know more than what Peter's talking about right now. You're kind of like teaching the class. And at that point you had been working at how many pizza places? Um, by then, I'd been through four pizza places. And how many of them were businesses that you owned? Just one. Just the one? Yeah. The, I, when I owned my pizza places in Honolulu, I had three restaurants. And then I had a catering company as well, too. Okay. So back in my day, we were selling close to, shit, 1,200 to 1,300 pizzas a week. And just to kind of circle back in before you talk about meeting the guy who owns this, you worked in Honolulu, and then you moved here. Yeah. Why? I moved here to work for Zoom Pizza, the robot pizza company in Mountain View. I took up a job there, and they were basically looking for someone who could teach them about dough and bring them to the next level of pizza. So I got into that job, and they basically flew me everywhere I could to learn about products. I mean, they sent me to SAF, they sent me to Central Milling, they sent me to Stanislaus, they sent me to Napoli. What was your title there? Uh, culinary manager at Zoom. So culinary manager was an interesting title at Zoom because at Zoom, as a culinary manager, you were managing culinary, but you're also basically a robot mechanic. So you're dealing with, at the end of the job, it was, we were all titled cobotic. We had our job title as, oh, we had our, we're cobotic managers because we worked with humans and robots. And by the end of that whole stint, I was like, we are far away from robots taking away the food service business <laughs> anytime soon. Oh, thank God. There's no way the robots are going to replace pizza makers after working that. But this was back in like 2000. This is two, this is two years ago. 2020, oh, two. 2018, 2018. So I like how you thought it was like two years ago, 2020. Like we completely erased the pandemic from yeah, our the pandemic okay. has been a blur. Okay. For me moving here, I was like, okay, this is four years ago. I'm doing this at Zoom. The pandemic of two years, which is just a pause of like, okay, what do we do? So you work for Zoom and it didn't work out. They raised a bunch of money. They lost it. SoftBank decided to shift a different direction. I got laid off and it was on the news. This client who I'd met here, we exchanged information at the at the bread school and I was like, hey, yeah, give me a call. I'm a consultant. I can come up and help you and do your thing. When did you decide to, that you were a consultant? 
after Zoom. I was like, I feel like I know enough after owning my own pizza places for 10 years, making pizza, how to sell it, what sells, what doesn't sell. I knew about, you know, all the major brands, Hormel, Fondini, General Mills. I knew, you know, I, I felt like I had enough ammo to be like, okay, I can go teach someone how to open a pizza place because I've done it myself. So Steven called me and it's like, hey, you want to come up and help me open this pizza place and be our consultant? I was like, okay, so I'll be your consultant. I mean, I just, this company laid me off. I got a year severance. I'm like, sure. Let's I'll do it. To wine country. When we get back from the break, we'll find out what happens when you consult for a client and they don't which what you just did. <laughs> Sorry for the curse word, but I couldn't have thought of saying it any funnier because it's just the truth. This episode of the What's Good Dough podcast is brought to you by Pleasant Hill Green. Specifically, I partnered with Pleasant Hill Green because they are North America's distributor for FAMUG. If you are a serious home cook or pop-up operator, FAMUG is my spiral mixer of choice. They have a removable bowl, which is just a time and lifesaver. Like I can't imagine getting a bowl that was just stuck on there. They also have a high hydration mixer with its powerful speeds, you can make some amazing dough in no time. Check out the link in the show notes to shop Famag in North America via Pleasant Hill Grain. It's an affiliate link. Thank you so much for using it because it helps out the podcast so much. All right, back to the show. When we last left off, Al was ready to take on his first consulting gig. He shows me this place, I see his coffee shops and I'm like, wow. This guy's got rad design. I was like, coffee guys got cool design when they build espresso, kind of like this. I was like, he could have some good parallels when it comes to designing a Sonoma County pizza place. I'm into it. So we met and he's like, what kind of oven should I buy? Then I just came fresh off an expo. I was like, pizza master, you gotta get a pizza master. He got and it. He, he name dropped some names that was like, okay, he named, Brian Spangler from Pizza Shoals. He'd been to Pizza Shoals. He'd been to uh, Bidia's place in Philly. All places I'd been myself. I was like, oh shit, I know what kind of style this guy wants. He wants this like coal fire style. Crispy. Super crispy. It holds up when you right, hold it. it holds okay. up. It's super firm, no flop. Yeah. It looks artisan, mm -hmm. fresh mozzarella dollar. Sure, sure, sure. Dope, I'm into it. Came out here. We ideated on it, you know, three months in, we opened the place, we had no staff. We're fueling in it, the place is doing successful. I created the Detroit style there and I was kind of like, all right, how do we do this? We do par-bake, I, I learned it a little bit through Tony. One time he showed me, he goes, oh, you gotta use this. I was like, okay, we use brick cheese, okay? We Wait, this brick cheese. did you work with Tony? Yeah, so when I first moved here, Actually, yeah, going back to Zoom, before Zoom, Zoom kind of gave me a short end when I got here. Me and Tony were friends. Tony's like, come to the city. I ended up landing the job at Zoom. Tony said, hey, if you ever get to the city, you need some work, hit me up. So I get to San Francisco. Zoom doesn't want to start me until three months later. I call Tony, Tony, I just moved here from Hawaii. Bankruptcy, divorce, what do I do? He said, well, come down, to the, come down to the restaurant. You can come work with us. I was like, oh my God, yeah, sure. I'd love to. So I worked wood fire line. I got to work alongside Laura, Tiago. Um, some of the, Matt Molina was there. 
Um, so I would go up and hang out with Matt Molina at Capos, and we became all friends because we knew each other all at Expo. I was following them like a groupie back in the day at Expo. I'd be like, and they'd remembered me. They're like, oh, this is Tony's friend from Hawaii, the, the, the Hawaii guy. It's, you, it's kind of easy to stand out at Expo when you're competing and you're from Hawaii. Yeah. I remember the first year I entered and I was still in Hawaii and competed in the Neapolitan division and here's all these Italians and here's this guy from Hawaii trying to compete against the Italians with Hawaii water. <laughs> wow. I, was, I flew the Hawaii water from Hawaii and was like, this is Hawaii water, Italians, wait till you see this. <laughs> <laughs> so we all knew each other. It was that brotherhood. And I ended up in North Beach, did that for three months and then ended up at Zoom and was kind of sad to leave North Beach because I was like, wow, this is a bunch of San Francisco pizza, like, chefs, Sight. like, crushing it right now. Okay. And so I was like, all right, let me go do this Zoom thing. Did Zoom. Here I am back out here in Sonoma County working with Steve. Zoom didn't work out, so we're consulting. I worked here for a year solid, built the brand. Um, we got everything dialed in to where, you know, me and Steve worked really close on what type of equipment we use, how we finish the pizzas, where the line begins, the dough press. So this was kind of my ultimate science experiment to my ultimate New York pizza place I would personally build. So this is where the business of consultancy kind of got started. It started, it started and Steve was kind of like, dude, you got something. He's like... You know, you know what you're doing. Products, you know about the equipment, like you know how to build layouts. You should start doing it. Did he hire you on as a consultant or did he hire you on as an employee? Originally as a consultant, then after the time expired on the consult, he offered me a full-time job in the company. At that time, he still had Acre Coffee, so I came on to help him manage Acre Coffee and their food program and, and Acre Pizza here in Barlow. So that was the original location across the street uh, at Redbird Bakery. We moved it here last year, uh, six months ago. We moved it to this location to be bigger and serve more alcohol. The place erupted. Um, Anchor Pizza here is doing, I think, close to $3 million a year Shit. in pizza out of this one location. We're serving three breweries, four breweries out of this one location. Ah. So the crazy part here is our expo line has four printers back there. So Crooked Goat's got a kiosk connected to this printer, Seismic Brewery, Golden State Cider, Region Wine Market. That's a tight business model. tight model. So when I came here to consult this and he told me this, I was like, holy shit, you're gonna be a millionaire off of beer and pizza. And I was like, you got that many seats. I mean, when you think about it, this one little pizza place off of the amount of square footage we're back there, we're actually servicing close to 800 seats. Wow. And it's a Pizza Master 933. We're using a Capone dough press. I'll bring you back there, show you the whole thing. Yeah. Super small, super tight, but highly efficient operation. How do you get your name out there? Uh, Instagram. Instagram's really it. And, you know, knowing people in the town, Central Milling has been good friends. Um, those guys have kind of caught on to what I know in, in, you know, bread baking and pizza making. I can't imagine there's a lot of pizza consultants, especially on the West Coast. No, even for me, as a guy who owned a pizza place, I'd look for years. Where do I find this guy to do this? Mm -hmm. And there, there are none. And I was like, well, if I could just have someone teach me how to do hydration, I'd be good. Who is your ideal customer? Is it someone who has a lot of money i consult everything from guys who are gonna you know big hedge fund guys who are 
want to build 50 locations over 10 years to guys who own one pizza shop and just want to learn how to make Sicilian pizza. You know, I've done guys who, hey, you know, we have hookups to the resort. I'll come out and stay in the resort for two nights and stay in the hotel for free and help us with the menu. And I've done things as that small to as big as like, hey, we need you to do design, permitting. Uh, that's everything of what I do. It's like full scale. So I've gone as far as doing, hey, let me come in and teach you how to make a, a dough or show you how to tweak your salt to, hey, I need you to manage the full build out, deal with our GC, deal with the permit department, deal with the city. Can our oven get installed in here for hood? You know, a lot of the stuff the salesmen try to do on the equipment, I'm kind of the full package. Do you ever have a client who gets angry at you or you don't live up to what you're, you're supposed to do? Yeah, that normally happens in final tasting. <laughs> you, you normally, you know, you build up all of this stuff and you go out there and you consult, you get a good idea. You're like, oh my God, this is, I even think this is banger pizza. And you give it to them and they're like, it's okay. Oh, shit. And it's like, oh, shit. Okay, dude. And you kind of draw it back and you're kind of like, okay, what are you looking for? I think what I deliver is something of the sense of I'm not right. They're right. My client is what they feel is right to them is right to me. I'm not at the end of the day the end all be all in pizza. I've, I don't have the reputation or the rapport to, to hold that accurate, right? I'm not, I'm not Tony G. Hey, this is a Tony G place is going to be banger, you know? But it's really understanding what they like, what they want, and how do you get there? You know, a lot of the clients that I've worked with in the past have left. In our, in our past, it's like you're an excellent collab. You know, you're great to work with. I can bounce an idea off of you and you're not going to take it like a chef, like defensive. And I do stop people a lot when they go, hey, chef. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. I, a, I didn't do the time to earn that, that, that title. But B, I'm not like a chef. No, no, not to chefs, but chefs are, you know, they got a lot of ego. And so same with us pizza guys. We got egos, you know. Fuck, my pizza's better than yours, you know. So you got to kind of step out of that as a consultant. The egos aside, you got to listen to what the client wants. It's really what the customer is going to like and where you are. I want to ask you, what is, what's next for you? Um, next is continuing consulting, preaching more pizza. I'm definitely working on some bridge projects this year. I have some big consults coming up this year. You're going to Hawaii. Um, I'm t I've taken on a full-time role as a, a restaurant director at a restaurant group out in the Princeville. So I'll actually be managing the pizza place I just consulted out there, which is looking to scale into Honolulu. Um, not Honolulu area exactly, but Hawaii area. So Kauai area. They want to stay small, family business. They have two Hawaii style restaurants out there and they're looking to build a high elevated restaurant out there too, which I'm excited about doing. Um, but you know, really next is more pizza. I'm looking at opening a place in South San Francisco later on this year on my own with a partner. Um, so I've got my feet in, in the door and some other things. The grand scheme in 10 years is an Alistair's pizza in every major city in the United States is what I'd love to get to. Oh. And kind of just like my whole, you know, everything I did in pizza, the, my best ones I feel like I've done kind of like a 
an homage to Tony of Pizza Rock, but just like not Anthony Mangieri, not Tony, but Alistair's or kind of thing. Fun pizzerias that you can come into, and we've got all the classics out there. The pizza styles, I think, will take it to the next level. Do you have a message that you want to leave to the audience right now? Final, final, what do you want to leave the audience with? I think, like, keep loving pizza. Like, I think, like, for me in life, pizza has been one of those things that's been super fun. It's brought me to meet a lot of amazing people. And it's brought me close to a lot of people. The friends that I've taught about pizza, the employees I've taught, even the dishwashers I've worked with, they're like amazing humans. And I think that like this industry is like super pure when it comes to like culture and restaurants and chefing and meeting great people. Like even someone like you being in this industry, like talking about pizza. And it's just like that to me just makes us feel like wow, this is amazing what we do. Like, it feels like the shit, you know? It's like, wow, this is like, we're not just chefs, we're, we're, we're pizza guys, but you know, people are giving it credit, people love it. And I think just passion and staying true, you know, to the craft, I think is really like respecting the culture, you know, and like paying homage to the guys that have been doing this for decades and not trying to just rip someone's idea you know, just because it looks good or their concept looks good. But yeah, you can you can honor them or, you know, your number one form of flattery is imitation. You know, imitate them, but your own style. You know, don't just kind of go out there and be a copycat because that just gets... Then we got too many pizza places that, you know, like, where's the style? You know, where's the personality? So I think that's like the big thing in pizza. You know, and the, those places that I think I love the most represent that you know like acre here is a family business the owner's very in tune with what he's doing and you know the pizza guys out there that are making pizza at home to owning their own pizza place it's like it's never settle never settle for like oh my pizza's the best like there's always something else you can do to either level up your pizza game or go out there do some kind of seminar go to the flour company and just watch them mill the flour and you'll learn so much more. And those kind of things, I think, are those things that inspire me to make better pizza, you know, become more pure with it and kind of just like get it out there. If you enjoyed what you heard, I have some great news for you. One, there's going to be an awesome YouTube video. My team and I are still getting it ready, but it should be up in a week or so. Link to my YouTube channel will be in the show notes. Check that out. It's him making pizza, talking about his style of pizza. It's dope. The visuals are cool. I think you'll enjoy it. Also, I think there's going to be a part two to this conversation. There's one topic that Alistair kind of talks about that could be its own episode. So tune in next week, in a few days. Who knows when you're listening to this, but it'll be coming up on the podcast. So if you're not already subscribed to the show or following it, make sure you click that follow button. That way you get notified when there's a new episode. On that note, please do make sure to check out Al's Instagram page for any of your equipment, baking, consulting needs. Link to his information will be in the show notes. And if you haven't done so already, do check out that survey. I would love to hear your feedback on the show. I'd greatly appreciate it. Help me continue make the, to make 
help me help me make the best possible show for your listening pleasure. I appreciate you. I love you. Till next time. Peace. <laughs>